0: Well, thank you for joining us today as we continue our series called Wisdom for Life. And the book of wisdom is, of course, the book of Proverbs. Wisdom uh, just means uh, skill in navigating life. Last week, Steve uh, shared Proverbs wisdom on navigating our emotions and our relationships. And the conversation that I want to have with us today uh, is about discovering God's direction How do we discover God's direction for our life? know, God's given us many different gifts, but as God was giving out, divvying out gifts, the one gift that God did not give me was a sense of direction. Like, I get lost very easily. Uh, I don't always know where I'm going or how to get there. Uh, I can honestly say that there are times where I've gone out of a store at the mall and I can't remember if I should turn left or right. Does anybody struggle with a sense of direction? Okay, I'm not the only one. Praise God. I mean, I need my, uh, I need my navigation app just to get around my own neighborhood. But, uh, you know, I can, I can get to work. I can get home and to my kid's school. But that's about it. Years ago, uh, Angie and I were going to my brother's house. There was going to be a big birthday party for my nephew. So we put, it, put his address into our phone. And... You know, we just started doing what the phone was telling us to do. And it got us out of town, it got us onto the interstate, Um, it got us off the exit where we always exit, and then we came to the intersection, and the phone said, turn right. Which is weird, because whenever we'd come to that intersection before, we always turned left. And my wife, who's very smart, said, don't do it. Do not turn right, his house is to the left. I was immediately forced with a decision to, to make, do I listen to my wife's voice or to the voice of the woman who's speaking on this phone? So I obviously chose the phone <laughs> and that was a big mistake, always listen to the voice of your wife. So I turned right, immediately we heard the phone say, go straight, 900 miles. Right? And I look at each other like this phone's about to lead us across the United States. I don't think we want to do that. Like, before we follow this voice, we need to make sure that it's uh, sending us to the right direction, right? Before we do what it says, we want to make sure our navigation, our GPS is calibrated for the right direction. And I share this as we begin today because our life is the same way. Uh, maybe you're, maybe uh, we, we worry about certain things. Maybe for you it's finances or uh, maybe it's are my kids on track or uh, maybe you're at a crossroads at your job or uh, you're on the wrong path today and you want to get onto the right path and get onto another road. How do we calibrate our lives in every situation so that we arrive at the destination we desire, the best destination. We come today to a verse in Proverbs that has been called the North Star for the child of God. It's been called the Polar Star for the child of God. Do you know what I'm talking about? The North Star never will lead you astray. And in the same way, this verse in Proverbs will be a sure guide for our life. It will always lead us in the right direction and I'm talking today about that well-known familiar verse in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 listen to this says trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight what an amazing verse some of us have memorized that today we're gonna go through this passage one phrase at a time and The first three phrases help us to understand our part. What's our part? Trust in the Lord. Lean not on our own understanding. Acknowledge God in all our ways. The fourth phrase is a simple declaration of God's promise. He will make straight your paths. Saying that God will guide your life. Notice here the personal pronoun you shows up four times. This is a personal promise. For every one of us today we can trust this promise at any time god's given us wisdom for life we can trust god and he will give us direction so we before we begin to unpack this verse this morning let's go to god in prayer god we are not leaning on our own understanding this morning but we are trusting in you so we come this morning we ask that you would speak to our hearts in the ways that only you can we bring many uh, worries stresses, concerns, fears, but we thank you, God, that by trusting you, we can experience rest, joy, life, and peace, just like we sang this morning. So I pray that you would direct this time, and that you would change our lives. In your name we pray, amen. All right, I want to talk to you about calibrating our lives to receive God's direction. How do we do that? Number one, it says, trust God with all your heart. We discover God's direction by trusting God with all our heart. The trust here is a powerful word. Uh, sometimes when our life is or hitting rock bottom. You ever had a Christian brother or sister come up to you and be like, oh, it's all gonna be okay, just trust God. You ever heard that before? Somebody would come and say, oh, just trust God. It's a cliche, isn't it? Why is you want to know why it's a cliche? Because it's true trusting God really is the most powerful thing that we can do. In the 1800s, there was a famous uh, man named Charles blondine I think that's how you say it. Uh, He performed death-defying tightrope acts, uh, most notably uh, going over Niagara Falls. Can you imagine watching somebody go across Niagara Falls on a tightrope? That's just insane. (laughs) And, um, the Great Blondine progressively made his act more and more dangerous, as performers do. There was one time where he actually had his manager hop on his back, just like that, and they walked across Niagara Falls together. That's, that's crazy. Well, The Great Blondine had a way of wowing people with suspense and thrills. And uh, One time he was doing a show at Niagara Falls, and he asked the audience if they would be interested in seeing him go across Niagara Falls on a tightrope, pushing a wheelbarrow. And everybody's like, yeah, let's see it, let's do it. Come on, the great blondine, want to see it. And they really had faith that the great blondine could do it. He could push that wheelbarrow across the tightrope and get all the way across Niagara Falls. But when the great blondine asked if anybody would be willing to get in the wheelbarrow, there was a unanimous no from the audience. They had faith. They believed he could do it. They definitely didn't trust him. See, faith is a noun. Something you have. We have faith. But trust is a verb. Trust is something we do. Proverbs 3.5 says, trust in the Lord. Ultimately, trust is a choice that we make. It's an active decision. We're putting our faith into action what does that look like well my wife and I uh, do our finances together once a month we have a budget which I know is unusual but it's been an amazing amazing thing and uh, I would often come to doing our finances together with a lot of anxiety Uh, stress. We're going to look at our finances, wanting to get things in under control. You ever felt that way? I would feel that way month after month. And recently, the Lord kind of tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, Brian, in 20 years of doing your finances, has er there ever been a single month where I've not provided for you? And I kind of had to go, no, God, there's never been a single month in 20 years, where you've not provided for me. And as I realized that, as I came to that place of trust, the burden was lifted right off my shoulders. I've never gone back. There's such a freedom in trusting God. For most of my life, I've believed in God, I've had faith in God, but in this particular area, I'd never discovered the power of trust. Trusting God brings freedom. Peace, rest, joy. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, isn't it? Not just once, but over and over again. Learning to say, God, I'm choosing to trust you in this area of my life. Believing that God is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. And Whatever you're going through today, God is awesome. He's good. You can count on God. Trusting God doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally for me. That's not always my first instinct. We struggle sometimes to trust God like I did for so long. Maybe for you, though, it might not be finances. Maybe it's a medical report. You're wondering what the future is going to hold. Maybe it's a stressful situation at work or just that need to control everything is apparent. But trust can set us free. We can release those fears to God and discover the truth of Proverbs 16:20, which says, "Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. There is blessing for you today in trusting the Lord. Whatever situation is filling your heart with anxiety this morning, you can release that fear to the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't just trust him a little. Trust him with, what does it say in Proverbs 3, 5? With all. Give him all the trust. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. God is worthy of all our trust. We're going all in with the Lord, in trusting him. One time somebody asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? In Mark 10, 30, Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, And strength. Consider for a moment your own relationship with God. And where are you right now? Take a look at this chart. Investigating Jesus. Received him as Savior. Growing in my faith. God's calling me to go in. Surrendered everything. As you look at that and you think about your own relationship with God. Just kind of mentally place a mark where you think you're at right now. The question, where do you want to be? You might be here this morning. You're investigating Jesus. I'm glad you're here. You are right where you need to be, right here in this room. Maybe you're watching online. God has already done everything that's possible to enable you to come to Him and to begin a relationship with God. He's he's taken care of your sin, your pride, your past, whatever it is. Jesus bore all those things for me and for you by dying on the cross, rising from the dead, ascending into heaven. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He will reign forever. And the Bible says that everyone who trusts in Jesus will be forgiven of their sin and welcomed into an eternal relationship with God. And we don't have to earn that. We don't need to deserve it. We simply come to Jesus in faith, receiving it as a free gift. There's only one way to get to heaven, and for heaven to come to you, it's through faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today, and you have received Christ as your Savior. You're saying, you know, the next step for me is is growing in my faith. And there's many of us who say our whole Christian life has just been relegated to believing in Him. But do you know Him? Do you know who he is? I want to grow in your faith. There's so much more that God has for you as you press in more deeply into that relationship with God. Or maybe you're sensing this call today to go all in. I want to surrender everything to the Lord. I'm going to trust God today with all of my heart. I invite you then to make that your prayer this morning. How do we receive God's direction in life? Number one, trusting God with all your heart. It goes on you going to trust God and discover his direction. Number two, lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust God with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Those kind of sound like two sides of the same coin, don't they? I'm going to trust God, that's the positive, and I'm also not going to lean on my own understanding. That's the other side of the coin. And life really gives us those two alternatives, doesn't it? can trust God with all my heart. I can control things. I can rely on my own understanding. Do you guys think that means that God doesn't want us to use our brains? What do you think? Don't lean not on your own understanding. Is that what it's saying? Don't use your brains? No, of course not. The brain is amazing. Do you realize there are a hundred billion neurons in your brain? The same as the number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy? That's pretty awesome. God made that. He made our brains. He gave us uh, minds. Proverbs, or Isaiah 118, God says, come now, let us reason together. So God has given us this mind so we can think through things. He's given us a brain so we can learn how to love God with all of our mind, just like we said. So what's the problem here? In a word, it's sin. Sin has affected our minds. It's affected the way we think to where we, rather than turning to God, And I do this, I turn to myself. I turn to my wisdom, my understanding. I'm going to follow my heart. Do you hear the pride and the foolishness in this? Without God's wisdom, which we can find in his word, we're actually walking on a path that can lead to death. This is what sin can do to our mind. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to a man or a woman, but its end is the way of death. Let me illustrate. There's a story about a captain of a ship who looked into the dark night, saw a light in the distance. Immediately, he told his signalman to send a message Alter your course 10 degrees to the south. He promptly received a reply Alter your course 10 degrees to the north. Okay. Furious captain sent another message Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a captain. Soon another reply was received. Alter your course 10 degrees to the north. I'm seaman third class Jones. Well, the captain sent a final message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I'm a battleship. The reply was Alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. (laughs) (laughs) So we're crazy if we think we know better than God, he's the lighthouse. He's the all-wise God. Proverbs 28, 26 says, those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Relying solely on ourselves is not the wisest path in life, but trusting in God always is. Do not lean your own understanding alter let's alter our course according to god's word trusting him following him and we will receive direction for life number three our the third part that we play says acknowledge god in all your ways let's add verse six proverbs 3 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. What does it mean to acknowledge somebody? I was thinking about that. Uh, kind of to recognize their presence. Acknowledging somebody, ladies, maybe you give a smile. Guys, what do we do? Man nod. You know what I'm talking about? The. Yeah. Man nod? Yeah. A man nod. how men acknowledge other men. We do. Did you know there's actually two forms of the man nod? You didn't realize that? There's actually uh, the up and the down. Up is for friends. Yeah, See? (laughs) Preaching here. Thank you. It's like, hey, what's up, friends? Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. There's also a down nod for a stranger. It's like, ooh, I see you. Respect. (laughs) Acknowledgement. When we read here, in Proverbs 3, 6, that we are to acknowledge God in all of our ways, might think that just means to kind of give God the hat tip. Like, hey, God, I see you. But it's actually so much more than that. The Hebrew word for acknowledge means to know. Know God in all of your ways. Commentator Derek Kidner writes, and I do have a typo here, so please forgive that. Commentator Derek Kidner writes, acknowledge is quite simply no, which contains not only the idea of acknowledging, but the much richer context of being aware of and having fellowship with. Isn't that interesting? Know God in all your ways. More than acknowledging, I'm, I'm... experiencing fellowship with God, relationship with God. Hebrew writers even use this word know as a euphemism for the sexual relationship between a husband and a wife. Therefore, acknowledge means to know God intimately and personally in every area of our life. That's what it's talking about here. Acknowledge God in all of your ways. So what does that look like? It means that whatever we're doing, And maybe you're doing your job at work. Maybe you're out on the ball field playing with friends. Maybe you're off to a movie. Uh, Maybe you're just hanging out with friends and family. Or even we're here worshiping at church. To acknowledge God in all of our ways is to recognize God. We know God in every moment of our lives. And there are three things we can know about God in every moment of our lives. Number one, know God's presence. In Psalm 139.7, David asks, where can I go From your spirit, where can I flee from your presence? And David answers, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I'm in the depths, you're there. God is always with you. So amazing. But recognizing his presence as you go through your day is a way for you yourself to remain connected with him, knowing his presence in every aspect, every moment. He is with you. He's with me. We know God's presence. Number two, know God's word. We learn to acknowledge God in all of our ways. When we open the Bible, we read it faithfully, we hear it preached. The Bible is our guidebook for knowing God. And as you read Scripture, you get a vision of God. You get wisdom for your life as you begin to apply the principles of His Word to your relationships, to your workplace, to your attitudes, whatever it is. I love to start every single day by reading the Bible opening up his word. I want to hear from God at the beginning of my day because Psalm 119, 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we trust. We obey. Know his presence. Know his word. Last one. Know God's help. God is always there to help. He's with you today. He's with you and We can talk to God. We can ask him questions. God, what? What should I do with this situation? God, I need your help with this. The Bible invites us to this thing called praying without ceasing. You heard of that? Praying continually or praying without ceasing? And the idea is that we can stay connected with God throughout our day by remaining in a constant conversation with God pretty awesome he's with us he's there to help us for me that just looks like uh, talking to God especially in the transitions those are the best moments I think sometimes when I'm waking up and I'm getting ready to start my day I'm talking to God when I hop in the car to drive to work in that transition I can talk to God maybe I'm in between meetings and somebody's gonna come I'm I'm gonna talk to God before I go into that meeting or when I'm leaving work to go back home Talking to God, and what are we talking about? I'm thanking God for what He's done, and I'm asking for God's help in what I'm about to do. And by doing that, we remain in constant conversation. This is, this is acknowledging God. I'm going to know God in all of my ways. There's nothing rocket science about this, but these are just simple strategies for receiving God's guidance in our life. And that's what I love about proverbs we trust god lean not on our own understanding acknowledge god in all our ways and for those who do number four god promises to straighten the path before us and he will straighten the path before you wherever you are this is amazing scripture says trust in the lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight I think we love this verse so much because of this powerful promise here at the end. God promises to guide us. God will lead us in every decision that we make. But as you, you'll notice there, God is not only our guide as we trust in Him, but God's also our roadmaker. He's showing us the way, He's clearing obstacles out of our path. And I'm so grateful that God can do that because the path of life rarely feels like a straight, smooth road. great theologian, Cheryl Crow, once said, every day is a winding road. And I've made some wrong turns. I've hit some potholes, particularly in Pennsylvania. The road of life has many detours and side streets. We don't have to be confused. We don't need to be worried when we find ourselves off course. Because God is an amazing navigator. He will not fail you. Oh, it may take some work to turn something around. Have you ever been there? and Trying to get back on course? It's not always easy to do. I uh, saw a video in my feed this week, and this is totally not in my notes. It was basically a car stuck on a mountain road, and they wanted to turn around. So the whole video is just them backing in and out. I was riveted. I was like, are they gonna make it? Are they gonna get turned around? Like five minutes later, the car finally zooms off, right? Like some of us have been there. We made that wrong turn, but nothing is impossible for God. God can get our life turned around and heading in the right direction. He will show you the way, he'll get you there. God promises, listen, to straighten the path before us as we trust in him. Follow his word. This is the encouragement this morning. We don't want to get ahead of God. We don't want to be behind God. Faith moves with God every step of the way. So I hope this encourages you because I know there are some of you in this room. You're going through difficulty. You're in a painful situation. There are some of you here and you're trying to get your life turned around. Or it could be you're just waiting for God. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't, don't fall back to your own understanding. Don't get that ha- those happy feet. But keep moving with God. Not ahead, not behind. Face with God. Stay close to him. He'll get you there. Receive God's word from Psalm 32, 8, which says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best, best pathway for your life. I will advise you. And watch over you. What a beautiful word. You and I can discover God's direction. He's giving us wisdom for life. The Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 shows us how. Would you receive this word today? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. As we close today, we come to the table. This is our opportunity to meet with Jesus, to lay our life before Him, to ask Jesus for guidance and direction in life. Jesus will show you the way, but He doesn't just show us the way. Jesus is the way. He's always the way into a greater relationship and experience with God because He's our Redeemer. He went to the cross because of the blood of Jesus, the temple curtain was torn, we have access now to come boldly before the throne. So I invite you to do that today as we celebrate communion. The Bible teaches us that communion is for anyone who's a follower of Jesus Christ, someone who's committed their life to Christ. And it teaches us that when we come to this moment, we always want to confess our sin and thank Jesus for the cross. And that could be just thinking about your life and saying, you know, I've I've made some wrong turns. God, I I repent from this and I'm turning towards you and I'm trusting you today. I just invite you to use this moment to receive that forgiveness that comes through the blood of Jesus to experience his presence so that you can trust him more and more every single day. So would you get your communion elements out and be ready to receive? Let me pray. God, thank you for this moment. you for the blood of Christ, which washes away all of our sin. Thank you that we stand whole and forgiven because of your sacrifice on the cross. Lord, I pray for those today who are feeling lost or confused. I pray for those who feel tempted to control circumstances and we release that burden to you today. We know that you are faithful. You are good. You are awesome. You have given it all for us so that we can come with complete surrender in this moment. just, just give it all to you. Meet us in this moment in Jesus' name. On the night Jesus was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. want to get your bread out. And when he had given thanks he broke it and he said take and eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me may now receive broken body after supper jesus took the cup Given thanks, he gave it to his disciples. and He said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, just shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me. And I'll receive the cup from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this sacrifice. Thank you for your love. You love us unconditionally. We are fully accepted before you because of your sacrifice. And I pray that as we surrender our life to you, as we repent of those wrong roads and we say yes to your path, I ask that we would experience the peace, joy, and blessing of knowing you in every moment in all of our days. It's in Jesus' name that we celebrate this. Amen.